0: Hey everyone, this is Chad. I'm the founder and CEO of mission.org and the host of Mission Daily, the number one podcast for accelerated learning. Mission Daily was recently selected as best of 2018 by Apple for a reason. In every single episode, you're going to learn actionable strategies that you can apply to your life to become healthier, wealthier, and wiser.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Mission Daily, your number one source for accelerated learning. This is Stephanie Postles, co-founder of The Mission, and I'm joined by Chad as always. How's it going? It's going great. So what are we talking about today?
0: Today, we're talking about how you can not only learn to be a leader, but how you can inspire others to do what's best for them and in the long term.
1: All right. Is it a five-step process or how should we think about this?
0: It all revolves around one concept, which is that as humans, we are highly imitative. We pick up behaviors consciously and unconsciously through others when we see them enacted. So if you think about when people do something, it's very tempting to think that they're doing it because they want to do it or they're very consciously doing it. When in actuality, typically we see other people that are the model that have something or that have done something that we want to do or that we want to possess or that we want access to. And then we, our behaviors start to change as we try to get it, achieve it, or unlock it or something along those lines.
1: Unconsciously or consciously sometimes. Like a lot of times you might see something and not realize that you're trying to, you know, mimic that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that the reason why we want to talk about this is that In building a company and in interacting with friends and family, one of the things that you're going to encounter is people that you care about who are hurting themselves through negative habits, behaviors, uh, inputs, whether that's food or like a lack of exercise or basically not treating themselves as they deserve to be treated, not appropriately valuing all the things that are just so wonderful about them. They're not appropriately valuing themselves. And speaking personally, this is just so, so hard for me to see. It's almost like it's it's almost debilitating sometimes where it's I, I can get really depressed sometimes when I want to pick somebody up. I want to help somebody. I don't want them to keep going on this like hamster wheel of the same type of things. I don't want, you know, there's something that we talked about earlier called repetition compulsion where It's very tempting for people who have been hurt in the past in a specific way to keep seeking out things consciously and unconsciously that basically just repeat these negative experiences. And
1: trigger those same thoughts and emotions and all that.
0: Yes. And oftentimes when you believe something either about yourself or how others are or how the world is, you will find ways to confirm that. And it's very easy for all of us to fall into this trap. Leadership is so important leadership and positive mimesis is so important because it offers a way out of this type of behavior. So oftentimes when we see somebody that we care about that is hurting themselves or making suboptimal choices, it's very tempting to encounter this directly or provide prescriptive advice or basically uh, confront them. And this is the wrong move every single time. It will not work. It will not elicit the behavior change that you want at that this person might want to, in, in their heart, they seriously might want to drop this behavior. They, they might want to become much more than, the, than they currently are. But by confronting and addressing this negative behavior head on, you're never going to help lead them out of where they're at. And I think if any of us think about in the past where someone has confronted us with a negative habit or behavior verbally or directly, it probably we did probably didn't react that well we probably didn't you know instantly change it we probably didn't think that highly of the person that confronted us with this and so this brings us to i think the most important point about leadership that is rarely talked about which is you have to inspire others so you have to be exhibiting the exact type of behavior and care for yourself and habits that you wish the person that you care about would either engage in or explore or do to stop hurting themselves, basically. That's the only way. And it's the only way too, that you're gonna be able to do what you need to do in life, in your work, in your career, with your friends and your family. There isn't enough time in the day to confront everyone directly. You have to be the example and you have to provide that example to others in verbal explanation, in visual representation, And then ideally, in in the modern world, through digital representation, because that's a way that you can kind of allow others to mimic the behaviors that are best, I guess, for, for you and that might be best for them. And the thing that's so great about this approach is it's very voluntary in nature. It provides a way for the other person to, they're not coerced into doing this. And it might seem manipulative or something like that. But if it's coming from a place of caring, and if the behavior is is a universal one, say, like health or exercise or fitness or something like that, that's not a negative thing. It's not manipulative to try to inspire others to take better care of themselves or achieve what they want to in their health and fitness life.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think the voluntary aspect is a really important piece of it because yeah. it not only you're up leveling yourself, but you're providing an ability to show others where they can get, but in a way that they can take their time. They can yeah. you know, take the steps that they want to get there on their own time, their own plan. It doesn't feel forced, and they can just mimic whatever they see. And remember when I first started reading Renee Girard with you, and all, yeah. the word mimesis I had not heard of. So for the whole week afterwards, <laughs> you'd be doing something and I'd be like, can I have some coffee too? Mimesis. <laughs> and I just kept throwing the word mimesis in there every time I wanted to do something that you were doing because maybe that was helping influence you know, what I wanted to do that day, which was kind of funny, but I just started recognizing like, hey, Chad is going out for a walk with Toasty, our dog. I want to go for a walk all of a sudden now. So. Yeah. It's pretty funny how once you recognize that you might be mimicking people in your environment or others around you, and it doesn't feel forced, it feels more fun. That's how everyone can up-level together.
0: Yeah. And this, this is uh, something that works. And then I I just have to like full disclosure here. I'm desperate for this. I am desperate to seek out and be around people that are already exhibiting the types of behaviors and habits that I, I need to get better at. This is not something where it's, uh, oh, I know best and everybody needs to act how I'm acting and, and do what I'm doing. Not at all. This is something where I am always a student of others. I think it's so funny on social media and places like that where a lot of people to try to be trendy will be like, oh, I'm following no one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm following one person. I don't follow anyone. <laughs> I haven't been inspired or influenced by anyone. And in, in it's, su- it's such a joke. And then oftentimes the people that don't follow anyone are the ones who basically rip rip off verbatim a lot of the greats throughout history they literally rewrite their writing it's it's yeah they build a following by stealing it's completely completely pathetic and like some of the biggest names in the world are literally repackaged versions of other notable people throughout history so that's not the point here the point is or actually that is the point here because (laughs) you will consciously and unconsciously mimic the things that you see and the inputs and the information and the visual representations that you take in. So you have to choose those very very wisely. So if someone you love is hurting themselves and you know that they're looking to you because they're maybe inspired by a certain aspect of your of your life, maybe there's a certain area of your life that you really have unlocked. Maybe you've done a great job of saving and taking care of your finances and your your career is just like on track and the person in your life, that friend, that family member is looking to you for guidance in that area. It's very important that you provide examples and things that they can follow and be inspired by, but it's also important that you are looking upwards and that you have a model, whether it's a person or a a company that you're learning from that is better than you. And what's so cool about this approach to leadership is It's a recognition that, so first it's basically humbling yourself and recognizing that I am following and I am inspired and I'm essentially mimicking. I can occasionally reach originality in some areas, but I'm basically learning from this person. And by learning from this person that is better than me at A, B, or C, that is the only way to inspire others that are learning from me. And I think that this conscious approach to leadership design and inspiring others in a voluntary way is never going to go out of style. It's something that you can apply today. And it's something that will save you a whole lot of time, a whole lot of headache, because I know from the past, you know, beating my head against the wall, basically trying to talk to others. And then when others would confront me with a negative behavior that I was exhibiting, you know, I would be defensive, I would be confrontational. And then I would just go to others and basically try to do the exact same thing it was the epitome of stupidity and so you don't want to be like that you do not want to be like previous versions of myself where we would just do that i have wasted so much time thinking that that was the way basically having others talk at you and then talking to other people would actually solve something not going to solve anything you're only going to solve things through actions by picking that shining city or person on the hill that has that habit or behavior that you want and following them. And then in turn, you can inspire others.
1: Yep. And allowing yourself to become uncomfortable too, because a lot of times it's really easy to go into a situation where you want to be the best. So for instance, maybe taking a job somewhere and you're talking to different teams. I really had to push myself, at least when I was going through different teams at Google to be like, I want to find a team where everyone's better than me. And it's easy, of course, to go into a team where, you know, you're the best and you get all the spotlight and, you know, you're doing all the best projects and the best work. It feels good, but it actually doesn't feel good to you after a while because you realize you have no one around who's up leveling you. So it was a really good practice at Google to just find teams who were, I felt like they were just out of my league. So smart, you know, very technical and choosing those teams to be on so that I could grow with them and have other people to look at and want to, you know, mimic.
0: Good point. And for anybody that's listening out there, I think it's a great thing to do today, which is think about, so put some conscious thought, maybe some journaling, maybe some writing into who you're following, who inspires you, who inspires your actions and behaviors, and really make that a mindful practice. So it's not unconscious. When we're unconsciously mimicking others and imitating others, I think that's where we can get into a lot of trouble. But when it becomes conscious, when we become aware of it, it's not a bad thing is really great and what's even better is you can reach out to that person too and just say like hey what you're doing is inspiring for the for these reasons i'm following you thank you so much whatever the case is and you can also be more mindful about when am i trying to be too prescriptive or didactic to others and when am i being condescending essentially and when you're trying to prescribe to others how to act or how to behave it's just not a good approach. And that's, I just want to hammer that point home because you'll waste so much time doing that. And instead, if you invest in yourself and become the person that others want to emulate, and that's the type of person that is going to be able to lead people.
1: Yep. And to close this out, what are some good books? If someone wants to dive further into the psychology behind mimesis or you know, wants to really understand how their brain's working or how they're thinking or viewing the environment, what books can people go and check out to learn more about this before they embark on this journey?
0: So definitely Rene Girard and-
1: All of his work or is there a specific piece?
0: I think that any of his work that you find compelling, that you're willing to take the plunge and buy a book or start to read on Wikipedia or any there's any number of free articles out there. My personal favorite work of his that I think is very accessible and fun is a book called Job where this isn't a, uh, I'm not religious or like a Bible thumper or anything like that. It's also very tricky because I also don't turn my nose up at religion or Christianity. I'm very inspired by those things. But Job is an excellent place to start because it takes a story that people think they know and (laughs) basically tells it accurately. And so with source material, people have a tendency to Think they know what it is because others have provided analysis about it. And just like we talked about in the previous episode, don't think that others know what is going on and don't think others know what the source material actually says. Examine the source material for yourself. So Job is not an analysis about the Bible. It is not about religion. If you think that it's about religion, you will miss the point. It is about universal human tendencies and it will be very cathartic to the reader because chances are you're going to go through the book and discover I've been through this, I've been through that. I know what this feeling is like. And I think it allows you to see history, leadership, and mimesis in, in a whole new light. It's very short and uh, it's yeah, it's very accessible. And the other thing too, is if anyone reads it, I would invite you to, contact me directly. And I would love to talk about it and hear what you think. It's something that is very important and not many people have read his works. So a lot of people talk about his works online, but I find that very few people have actually read or thought deeply about them.
1: All right. That's a good spot to leave off. So let us know if you go and read any of Renee Girard's work, what you think, reach out to Chad. Yeah, has been diving deep into that for a while now and let us know. All right. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks so much. And for everybody that's listening out there, please make sure you're subscribed and give us a rating or review on iTunes. Those help a lot. So if Mission Daily has impacted your life in some way, I would love to hear about how, if it's, you've been able to improve something specific, let me know. We read every review and each one means a lot. Have a great day. And if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right.
1: Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.